Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Hey, Luke. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. It is my birthday time. <laughs> oh, exciting. Very special. How old are you turning? Uh, Hollywood 29. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know what that means. That's when you're in show business and you're like, I don't want to lose any work because I'm not going to admit to being anything older than 22 years old. What is the acceptable age right now? What should I be saying? I'm 27? <laughs> it, well, it is different. You know, there's a, what is it? The conversion rate when it's man <laughs> and woman. conversion rate? <laughs> it's uh, for a man, he could be up to 29 years old, I think, okay. in Hollywood. And a woman needs to be an embryo. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm not born yet. I'm just a twinkle in someone's eye. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> when you put that on your resume or uh, like uh, casting, you're filling out the form. <laughs> it's just a picture of a baby head. Yes, yeah, special skills. I can ride a horse. I can fence. And I'm just a little baby. <laughs> I can barely walk. So, well, congratulations on another year around the sun. What are the other cliches? An what's another cliche another year wiser another bud wiser ah uh, yeah i don't think i can get any wiser though what <laughs> oh no yeah you know, there's only you've hit a ceiling and now there's nowhere to go but down it's a bell curve oh okay and you just go up and up and up and then you go down i after did that. not know that yes wow i wonder when i peaked well, I think that uh, you, you've got a lot of room left. Oh, since you're, you're just, generous. Well, I since used you're to... just a little baby, you've got all this bell curve left I'm, I'm not only a baby, I'm a prodigy. Because I used to speak French and Italian. I still speak them. I still know when they're being spoken in the city. I studied it when I was in school. But, <laughs> but if I try to hold a real conversation, I'm just going to speak to you in English the way I would speak in Italian. Okay. Hello. I studied in Italy. Thank you. Nice to meet you. I have a family living in Brooklyn. <laughs> like it would be that slow. Oh, it's slow and still. It would be informational. It would lack <laughs> warmth. You've been touched by God, haven't you? <laughs> so yeah. So I don't know if it counts that I have these languages somewhere hiding in my brain. Oh, absolutely, it does. Like that's the thing. I I don't believe that you lose that stuff. I know. Uh, maybe you get a little out of practice, but you have the knowledge. It's all in your brain. It's something where if you were in that environment, if we just dropped you down in Rome right now, uh, a day later, you'd be fluent. <laughs> you'd be smoking a cigarette. Uh, the thing is, you picked like a, a city where there's a lot of tourists anyway. So I would, I would <laughs> you'd be fine. A, you'd be fine in Rome. <laughs> I'd be like, Venice. Prego. And they're like, anything else, ma'am? Yeah. <laughs> At the restaurant. Uh, si. No. No. Grazie. Yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, right. well, I, I, that's the thing. I don't speak Italian. I don't know enough about that. I couldn't tell you the small little towns in Italy. Ah, uh, right, right. Uh, shout out to my peeps in Orvieto. I, I knew some folks. But you know what? This is about Isn't you. Isn't that the ear-shaped pasta? <laughs> Orvieto? I like, your, I like your peripheral trivia knowledge. That's yeah. orecchiette. Ah, it sounds exactly the same to me. I have no idea. Was that the two right. different words? That's true. I did just say the same word twice um, <laughs> to those of you who don't have that fine-tuned ear. So, um, so yeah, let me talk to you about birthday sweets because you have done something incredible. You have gone 
months. I don't know how many. February. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to jump in right away. February. It's been February. That's, I know exactly the date. February without, 28th was the very last time. Without cake specifically. So you finally get to enjoy it for your birthday, but without sweets. I think you've had a no dessert in the house policy. Is that right? Uh, it's hard to know because I do the exact opposite. Yeah, Whatever I, you've I been forced, I, I do the opposite. I cannot keep sugars and sweets and desserts out of the house because you and our our daughter are both here. And so you both have a sweet tooth. As we have a to sweet say. tooth, I've taught her to say. Now, I also, I, I keep it very prominently featured and I hide it, which is weird. It's like, <laughs> why do I have certain candies and desserts that I hide? I've concealed, I don't know if you know about this, a chocolate cream pie underneath the vegetables in our freezer. I did not know that. <laughs> and I guess none of us look under the vegetables. So... <laughs> Uh, so I know what you're hiding it. You're hiding it from her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want, want her to share with her. Yes, I ha- those are my after bedtime sweets. So I, um, <laughs> so I'm proud of you, first of all. And um, wh- what is what have been the changes since February till now, since of having no sweets? Talk to me. Uh, do you mean body wise or do you mean personality wise? Any wise. <laughs> do you hate me more for seeing yeah. me eat sugar every day? It's just all uh, resentment and hostility. Oh, okay, okay. Just seething. Oh, glad I asked. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, body wise, I don't know that there's been this huge thing. I just noticed that the, the scale was going up and up and I did within the first month or so lost like 10 pounds. I had wow. gotten, but it's been, but it stayed pretty much steady since then. It's, uh, maybe, maybe just stop stopping whatever the negative bell curve was on that or, yeah. and keeping from getting more out of shape because here's what i have when i eat a lot of sugar which is constantly um breakouts headaches um yeah i think those are the main things that i notice like if i haven't had sugar or if i immediately have too much like it just impacts how i feel have you changed has it no well by the way the breakouts will help you in casting you can be like i can play 15 look at me everybody (laughs) my voice hasn't changed yet oh wait that's not something i need to worry about no i don't think your do do women's voices change uh not really not until we're old honey yeah that's when it changed uh everything is a little different male and female so like uh, a male's voice changes when he hits puberty and a female's voice hits when what menopause? she smokes a lot oh, so like- you're picking a time of life yeah menopause yeah. i didn't mean to step on your joke with my joke about smoking <laughs> all right that was just a psa about smoking <laughs> if you don't want your voice to change and get all craggly yeah really that's the real truth bomb <laughs> that they're not telling the kids yeah <laughs> you won't sound so sweet anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you you have you okay you're not really selling this to me anymore i thought you were gonna say abby my whole life is different and i can't wait till you join me on my journey no. but you're saying it's been a moderate a, a mild slightly different change yeah it's mild and it's in 10 months it's probably has just like i said just prevented some things plus you know oh. i don't just knowing like maybe my internal organs aren't just turning to mush or whatever it is that sugar does. That's right. Well, as you know, I tried to go without sugar, but I was trying to cut out every single hidden sugar. So I got rid of our steak sauce and no more, you know, fruits for a while. I was trying to cut out all manner of sugar, which Mm -hmm. was to me too extreme. And I would, I don't know if you call this a relapse or I would just backtrack by, I would suck a whole ketchup packet at the end of the night. Like I was just like, where is it? Yeah, that's that is something you definitely should have mentioned, and so you could immediately check you into a facility. Right, 
So Rehab. I haven't seen you do that. I haven't seen you lose I, your I've mind. I've never seen anyone do that. Suck a <laughs> ketchup packet. Just, I was on the subway and I went to McDonald's and they threw one in there. I didn't ask for it. And when I found it, I was like, look, 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 look. Ah. You didn't even have a fry with it. <laughs> it's not my, uh, it's not my favorite memory, but it's an important one. I like to share with no. you. It's a PSA. But I do plan on having a piece of chocolate cake on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And... That's, that was the plan in February. I was like, I'm just going to have a piece of chocolate cake on my birthday. And so, as you know, that's what we're doing this year and have done. But it's right back to not having anything else. And even through the holidays, I kind of want to probably skip the holidays because everything around fall holidays, Thanksgiving, yes. Halloween, Christmas, New Year's involves sweets, pies, overeating, yes. desserts, sides, and, desserts. And it starts with the candles. You got pumpkin <laughs> spice latte candles bombarding you at TJ Maxx, my second home. Yes. And um, gosh, what else is there? Scented hand creams, Bath and Body Works goes crazy with the dessert scents. So even if you're not... At any point, did you eat any of these when you were on that sugar thing and you that, were, uh, eating it, ketchup packets? It almost got that bad. No, but I'm saying like... Mommy, holiday there's season. a lady eating the candles <laughs> in TJ Maxx. Look away, honey. <laughs> but the Imagine, um, just, just even if you were all gung ho to like, you've trained your body to not want it anymore. Now you've got your other senses attacked of like, yeah, it's true. Well, pie it, time, everybody. it does, it hits your brain. There's, you know, all of these, uh, senses that we have go into the enjoyment of something. And so smelling things, it triggers a thing in our brain of like, Ooh, I, I could, you have some pumpkin pie. I could have some chocolate. I could have any of this stuff. I wish it didn't exist in the mind the same way every time. So if you see apple pie flavored gum, you don't go, mm, mom's homemade apple pie. So if sweets weren't something that is going to be a part of your, your winter festivities, what do you plan to do for the fall? How are you going to feel cozy? There's lots of things. There's uh, peanut specials, oh, like Charlie you Brown. I love your peanut specials. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I can't, I don't, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum here, but. But I'm think, about to. But let me just drop this on you. Whenever I think of peanuts, I think of piano music, mm-hmm. slow sure. pace, and no humor. Uh, but it's a comedy series, right? I think that the no humor, that's, oof, boy, that's where you're losing me. It does have humor. It's, it's, it is funny and it's, it's more complainy, I think, than <laughs> people might even think. It's Charlie Brown is a that's the problem, I bummer. Think. Like, and he I is. think, but lying. he is exactly like everybody is now. And he's dour nothing goes right for him He's, right he has a sour outlook on the world he wants he hopes for more but everything keeps that you know they, they keep pulling the football out from him well, what's an example of a charlie brown tweet would he say something like i don't understand it no one ever plays with me arg <laughs> it's kind of like that right the way they process the thoughts i guess it could be something like that and lucy's like you're a dumb dog is not allowed. He's smelly. It's a very negative. <laughs> <laughs> but in this, in spite of that, there's yes. Snoopy who is very confident in who he is. Yeah. There is at no point does he allow uh, Lucy or anyone else's dislike of him yeah. to stop him from going right into what he, how he wants to live life. He's going to be the Red Baron. He's going to 
be decorating his doghouse. There's You're right. all this stuff. I admire Snoopy. I love the way he talks to you. He's like, ah. Like, isn't that his <laughs> Snoopy sound? <laughs> um, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, uh, hang on. I did have a thought. Um, okay, Snoopy does his own thing. The kids express themselves. Oh, yeah. Peanuts. I think it should be called sour grapes. Okay. And they're always very plaintive. That was a movie by Larry David, by the way. <laughs> he after Seinfeld, he quit Seinfeld, and yes. then he did uh, Larry David's sour grapes it was a movie oh that's funny and i never knew that it did not do well i've never seen it but i do remember seeing the dvd in the bargain bin at walmart oh it would be great to have that now yeah you probably can get it over at any thrift store you had a heyday of collecting dvds and now we don't have them anymore because there's very few ways to play them but but yeah that would have been an interesting one i have that with books i am so mad that i donated my angela lansbury's book it's called her balancing biography. act she did an autobiography um the day before she passed away <laughs> and i went back to the thrift store and I you said, killed her i said i said i donated this book a book i didn't want to specify which one do you mind if i go fish for it and the lady's like yeah have at it and i donated what thir- 30 books that day so okay. i found eight of them oh wow and in and the, not in, that one in the pile or they weren't all together no some were on the sh- on display but but I knew they were mine because you know either I dog eared a page or something and some were still in a bin yet to be sorted so I mean I scoured that place for that one book and of course it was long gone and who knows why it's only I don't know it's not selling for much on eBay or anything like that <laughs> but uh but because she's a treasure that's why because I wanted it I'm the one fishing through a bin so yeah I uh I I, Some those are things I came in and went, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, like me, just yeah. some other weirdo like me. That's like Angela Lansbury. There's a person whose life I need to know everything about immediately. <laughs> so yeah, those are things I don't have anymore. Old books and you don't have your old DVDs, but hopefully they're bringing joy to someone else. You know, I don't have any desire for DVDs again. And oh. that, there are certain things that I have nostalgia for. And there's some things where I'm like, I, I know people are collecting them and I don't care. I don't, right. I don't need them. VHSs are another thing. People are now starting to collect VHSs. I think out of nostalgia, because as we were kids, mm-hmm. we would watch movies on VHS. Yes. And so VHS tapes, tapes for our younger yes. listeners <laughs> who wanted to listen to a podcast from a married couple. Uh, <laughs> But one of them's a little baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'm them. I'm yeah. their age, practically. <laughs> and so they they buy them. Some of them go for a lot of money. And it's just like, I have no, I, I don't want to get into that world at all. I do collect video games, which is the weird thing. So I've got Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, Genesis, all the way up through, you know, Xbox. And cool. Such. I think. I don't know. I'm not a video yeah. game nerd. You know, I'm, I'm nail polish. I like to collect bottles of nail polish. Yeah. And store them, and, and I collect the same color seven times over from different brands to compare them. That's, I think, the weirdest part about my collection is that it just looks like a bunch of the same thing to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what if you collected, for example, what if you collected coasters with Mario, you know, the video game Mario character on there? Yes, does I'm he, aware. Does he have a last name? <laughs> anyway, Mario Nintendo. The, the video game character Mario. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. Well, I could have been talking about Mario. <laughs> or the Mario that's in Rome right now. <laughs> Mario. Yeah. So anyway, if you had a bunch of Mario coasters and they all looked identical to me, but Mario you were Lopez. like, no, you see this one. Could have been Mario Lopez. <laughs> could have been Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> yeah. And now that's what people are going to be picturing. Those are the coasters. 
you have around your house? Mario coasters. Now I have a new obsession. Yeah. Now I have a reason for living. So that's what I'm saying. That's the weird part about my hobby. What's the weird part about yours? What do you think I would find the most disturbing besides all of it? Uh, well, I think that in some ways collecting video games can be a little weird is that you can emulate all of this. Meaning that you could just have all the the ROMs or the programs, the games themselves, on your computer. Oh. And they, literally, probably every video game that's uh, ever existed up until like 2000. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe 2000. You could just put on a single computer okay. drive. Like, right. If you the know, only thing you wanted out of it was to play it. Yeah. Because once you started getting to... Uh, to more modern games they're they take up so much uh space you know gigabytes hundreds of gigabytes oh, right because of, they're so involved yeah but yeah. but in terms of like nintendo games you probably could fit every single <laughs> nintendo game on a thumb drive it's, i think didn't they have that like a toy where it had many games in one they, they did they had like a little mini nintendo that yeah. i had for a little bit before i sold it that's what i'm thinking of yeah those are so cute I never thought about that. The size that it takes up, the internet space it takes up. They need to bring back basic games. Like, remember the snake on your TI-82? I did. I that did. would eat a piece. I never got far with that thing. I yeah. don't know what. He always ate himself. He always, like, curved into himself. Well, you just weren't good at the game, I guess, is the problem. And this is my problem with video games. Yeah, you're not good at them. That, well, I understand. But there's a nostalgia factor to things. And I think your nostalgia has to you have to connect with that through an item for you to want that item now oh. now your collecting is a little different i don't think there's nostalgia to it no no i i liked nail polish as a kid a little but i really liked it more as a self-expression or creative expression of nail art as i got older yeah and i don't think that you can you can collect every single thing from your youth so i've got video games but i also have some wwf figures the hasbro figures there's a certain line of these figures that i have you know 30 or 40 of them maybe that are in a box they're not even on display or anything but <laughs> this is like the hidden chocolate pie yeah. i don't think i knew you had that many you know you, you they're know. hiding i know I, I remember some rocky figures hiding in a box up above i have those those are the rocky figures are unopened but <laughs> when i was a kid i actually started collecting things when i was a kid so i have a bunch of unopened toys oh so probably gosh. maybe when i was about 10 i start i just started collecting toys and didn't open them so i had starting lineup figures i have x-men figures how now, did I, you know not to open them i think that i don't know I, I think that maybe somewhere along the line my mom or dad said if you don't open these it'll be worth more because you know my dad's 85 i think he had comic books when he was a kid and toys when he was a kid that his parents just threw out okay and so because they just threw him out uh, he knew later on, oh, th these Superman comics or whatever are worth lots and lots of money. Mm -hmm. These toys, these Lionel trains I had are worth a lot of money. And that's the way it is with every generation mm -hmm. is when you get to be probably 30s, maybe 40s, but more in the 30s, people mm -hmm. start to get nostalgic for these things. They have a job. They can pay for things. And so they want the stuff that they had when they were a kid. And of course. it's all thrown away. So what makes something valuable is that it's rare 
This and is, is information for me because I'm not 30 or 40 yet. No, you're not. But, but, but you never when will I be. get there, You'll when never I never be, will be, ever. oh, I'll no. never know what that if feels like. If it's on the like. resume, it's never changes. So the nostalgia, another thing that our listeners may not know about you is you have siblings, but they're, the age gap between your older siblings and you is so wide that you were pretty much raised on your own by your parents. So I feel like that primes you to listen to their wisdom more. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're kind of got the first child element of whatever my parents say is pretty wise. And also, you know, you're just that you're looking up to them and you're learning from them. So I think that there's just an, a difference that happens when you have parents that are a little bit older. So like that was an example of they, they kept my stuff. So I still have things back in Indiana, like a whole closet full of things mm-hmm. that I need to go pick up at some point that they just saved because they mm. knew don't throw these things away because they might be worth something. Someday. That'll be fun to dig into that. And this also explains why all of our furniture is covered in plastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and why we have Metamucil in the cabinet. Yeah. yeah well, now I understand. Yes. Hollywood 29 actually means I'm 75. So okay. <laughs> that's why I do. You're those in things. good company. You and Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, not all birthday memories are happy ones. Well, but yeah, birthdays are interesting because I've, I like birthdays. I, I enjoy them. I remember even when I thinking back to what I wish I had when I was a kid, even one of my favorite birthdays, well, I can't remember exactly which one it was, maybe 10, maybe 11, but I was really into wrestlers at that time, which Mm -hmm. I still have this Hulk Hogan figure, WWF figure that I got on that birthday. Mm -hmm. And I received a WWF Game Boy game. At that time, that birthday, it was a lot of, you know, that, that stands out, but my parents had never gone overboard on birthday stuff to begin with. They always tried to make it nice, but you know, there's kids that have the parties, right? Skate ring. Oh, I've attended many a fun party. Yeah. Skate rink was like (laughs) one of those places that roller ring, showbiz pizza before it was Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Maybe I know about that. Maybe I don't, maybe I read about that on the internet. Yeah. And I I went, I went to uh, some of those parties when Uh I was a kid, but I never got any of those. And the one year that they were actually going to do something that was maybe a little more different was because my, my birthday landed on a Friday, this, this particular, I was turning 10 years old. Mm -hmm. It landed on a Friday and they said, we'll have a party for you. We'll, we're inviting over this friend. Uh, his name was Davey. He, now he didn't go to my school. He went, we went to church together. And so Mm -hmm. my dad was, is a preacher, was a preacher at the time. And, one of his associate ministers, his son was about my age. So he was coming over to spend the night. We we're going to play video games. He was going to bring over. We both had Sega master system. We we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, play those games. Together. Did you know this kid? Yeah. Yeah. You we were, were friends with him. We you hung friends. out, gotcha. but, but I didn't go to school to him, with him. So I didn't see him every day. Aww, I saw him like nice. once a week, maybe at most. Gotcha. And so that, but it was Friday. He was spending the night. That was the plan. Uh-huh. And so during the day at school, elementary school, my teacher, called me over and said, Luke, gather your things. This is early, you know, maybe Mm. 11 o'clock in the day. Oh man, haven't even hit lunch yet. I don't think we had hit lunch yet. And she said, go ahead, gather your things. Um, Your your dad's coming to pick you up. And I was really excited. I'm like, (laughs) this is awesome. I can't believe this. I get to come out of school. My dad's taking me out of school to go celebrate early. Yeah. And so that's all she told me was that he's picking me up. I Go down to, I had to go to the principal's office Mm -hmm. where he'd be meeting me. And I met my dad there and he said, do you have any homework? 
Mm-hmm. And I said, no. The teacher actually did specifically say, don't worry about any homework this wow, weekend. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, birthday this boy. is awesome. No homework. <laughs> like, everybody's in No homework this. for the birthday boy. I got it all. And so my dad goes, we'll see about that. And he walks me back to the classroom. Dad. On the way from the principal's office to the classroom, he goes, your grandpa died. And I go, okay. And then he walks in the class and he goes, just want to make sure Luke doesn't have homework. Now everybody's looking at me. Because I think while I had left, uh, the teacher probably said something like, Luke's grandpa just died, so that's, that's oh, why he's no, leaving. Oh, no, so the mood changed the by the mood, time you got back? The mood was changed in the room. Oh. And so just to be aware, you know, let's be sensitive to, to that time. So now I'm standing, everybody's kind of looking at me like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, good. okay, I don't know what's going on here. He, you know, just it's just it, then it became... Yeah, you know, like in a movie or television show where everything gets a little out of focus and what's happening here. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And I was more in a haze then. I went back home and I remember, I don't know that my dad just said, "We're Davey's not coming over anymore. But I, I'm sure it was conveyed to me that, that he was not going to come over anymore. And he's like, we're leaving for Ohio because that's, you know, where my grandpa lived and mm-hmm. Can I pack up your things gonna pack, go on a road know, trip we, we got your stuff packed up we're gonna go he, they're like here's your gifts your birthday gifts which were just sitting in a pile by the front door oh which is a bucket of legos like a giant bucket of legos oh they weren't wrapped no they weren't wrapped they Aww. were just out and it land before time on vhs which i i still have that copy by the way an extremely tr- like sad movie in my opinion yes. anyway <laughs> It is a sad movie. It's death and, you know, the end of literally their entire world. And so... (laughs) It was to help you grieve. Yeah. And it that was there. And speaking of I don't collect VHS, I do have that exact copy still. Uh And I've got Pee-wee's Big Adventure on VHS because every DVD copy afterwards, they cut out part they cropped it out where, where he's he, removing he, chains from he's his removing bicycle the chain and in the vhs you can see that it's coming straight from the ground yes up through his uh little saddlebag i remember seeing that and not not realizing like oh that's the joke yeah i just thought the joke is that he's pulling a chain from underneath his bicycle right <laughs> like i still liked it i still get the and so in the subsequent versions chain. they they cut that out they cropped it out so you can't see it anymore i'm like oh it kind of loses the joke so i kept the vhs yeah so those things were just sitting unwrapped and i didn't even get to take them with me mm-hmm. it was kind of like they'll be here when you get back on sunday or monday or whenever it is mm-hmm. and we pack up and go and that was my birthday basically and we get there and for dinner this is my favorite part we went to pizza hut which you know as a kid we all love pizza hut i still love pizza yeah well pizza i don't know about pizza hut but well pizza but hut, i remember late 80s early 90s they they had a it, that was a place that you went on your birthday it was yeah. one of those where they had video game cabinets up they had a certain oh, right. vibe yes. in there that was a little more old. The red plastic cups. Red plastic the cups. The dim lights. See, for me, it was Noble Romans, but it's the same concept. Same concept. It was the same thing. And so we went there, and it was my family was there. And I got sat next to my niece, Sarah, I believe. Who was a little bit younger than you. She, Yeah, so she would have been... <laughs> If I turned 10, she was five. Right. So I'm sitting next With to the, the five-year-old. With the older siblings, you've got a younger niece, but still, right. yeah. And I don't have anybody else my age. And all of the adults just talk to each other. Oh, and they're so talking. Sad. Obviously, they're talking about grandpa. They're talking about him dying, death. And so my birthday and me, I, be, I was pushed to the side. I was completely oh, secondary. So sad. And so that stuck with me, I'm sure, a little bit. <laughs> but 
it's something where I don't know if what's worse is like eating the pizza quietly by yourself or the the unwrapped presents. The both are those those are the parts that are supposed to be so sweet for a kid. None of it was good. I mean, and that has it stuck with me. Well, I'm still telling the story today. <laughs> and but you also, you know, you love your grandpa. You don't have a grandpa. No, but the further and further we get away from it, it I realize it's like I didn't have that many experiences with him because mm-hmm. I was, he died on my 10th birthday and then we didn't live in the same state. So I probably saw him twice a year, maybe up to that point. And what you remember, maybe age five is when you start really forming memories. So okay. I've yeah, got maybe 10, 10 times that I would have remembered ever even seeing him. And on the other hand, I'm now listening to the story from the perspective of an adult who has to grieve the loss of their parent and still interact with their kid, you know? Yeah, and celebrate a birthday, which they, you know, maybe weren't capable of really doing. I don't know how I had the wherewithal to ask for your homework. I would have been like, <laughs> that, I don't want to help my kid have her homework. I know that's the thing. I don't, <laughs> On a good day, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. It's a weekend too, and it's like. <laughs> well, I think I would have just said, "All right, no homework." You know, even if you, even if it was a sign, I would think I would let my kid go. Let, we don't have to do homework. He's a man week. of character. Your dad. Yeah, I guess so, and. You know, fast forward years later, uh, we have an English bulldog, and he died on my birthday. Oh, no. Your birthday is not pleasant. Uh, Yeah, don't get too close to me. You might, uh, especially around my birthday time. (laughs) I should have said, some birthday memories are not so pleasant. That's what I should have led with. Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, some reasons, some birthdays are memorable for fun things. I had... I don't think I have a negative birthday memory, honestly. What's your most positive one? Did you have one ever have like the roller cave type of birthday party? That would have been cool, but no, one fun party memory. I think my mom always tried to make sure there was a party and gather people. Um, was my birthday's in the spring, and so we had a game of um do you remember this 90s toy it was a plastic ball that had a water balloon inside on a timer and it would splash when you it popped when it. The, it popped yeah. on somebody so you pass it like a hot potato i remember playing that in a yard with a bunch of kids in bathing suits and um and that was very special because it was fun but my birthday is around memorial day and so that so one year my mom said you know your birthday fell on this holiday and nobody's available to come have a party so we're just going to do cake at home she prepped me for that i had a piano lesson of all things and the way i say that you That's can tell worse than having your grandpa die i wasn't very fond of i was very humbled by the by, by my piano lessons because i did not make progress as quickly as i wanted so i got home from that and um, I noticed a friend's mom in our living room. And I was like, what's my friend's mom doing here? And mom said, oh, she's just here to help me out with some grown-up thing. And so I went in anyway. And I said hi to my friend's mom. And then I turned the corner and a bunch of friends spilled out of the stairwell. And they're like, happy birthday. And I realized, oh, everybody is available to have a party. So that was my very first one of maybe two, three surprise parties. <laughs> and so that was a very happy memory. But, um, but yeah, but yours, I wouldn't say yours falls on a holiday, but you know, yours here is election season. We've got a marathon coming up. Yeah. Well, I, I like when my birthday takes place and it sounds like there's, there's good things when that can happen if your birthday takes place at a certain time of year. Like I could not have as a birthday in November, everybody having a pool party unless it was an indoor party, but uh-huh. it's only a week after Halloween or so. So candy is still around <laughs> costumes are still around you know the day after halloween you can get costumes for nothing so sometimes my mom would take me 
after Halloween and we would get costume items. Oh, I remember fun. getting swords or, you know, pirate stuff, different stuff like that, that I could then play with. Aww. And so, oh, by the way, all of this is by myself. With by myself. You grew up like an only child, but I like this concept of like pick your own birthday presents from the Halloween, the uh, Halloween discount aisle. Seventy five percent off. You but can get seventy five percent more that way. To a kid, toys are toys, man. Yeah, and so I've got that, and it's not it's not super close to Christmas. It's close, but there's still Thanksgiving in between. And when we were young, people still celebrated Thanksgiving. It didn't go immediately from. Halloween or Labor Day right into Christmas season. You, you had a little break. And so kids that are very close to Christmas, I think it's harder because the, the celebration probably gets split a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there was enough time that, oh, I've got nearly two months in between my birthday and Christmas and New Year's. But there is Election Day that happens, right? Sometimes on my birthday, sometimes it's very... But either way, it's very close. As a kid... Didn't care at all. Didn't mean anything to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to think about it. But now it actually falls on my birthday sometimes. So no one's... T- <laughs> Everybody's in a bad mood or in a very serious mood. I know. And, and no either way, we're all at Pizza Hut still talking about <laughs> yeah, something besides my birthday. No one's focused on your birthday. You're like, it's my birthday, you know, and everybody's at the adult table talking about the, who the president's <laughs> going to be and what changes need to happen yeah, in their city. I'm not sitting next to uh, my niece anymore, but I am sitting next to a five-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, your niece is now at the adult table um, figuring out life. So, uh, yeah, speaking of the holiday shift, getting whiplash from the holiday changes, I was in Dollar Tree, my third home, um, and uh, on August 27th, they had summer stuff, leftover summer stuff, Halloween stuff, and Christmas stuff out. Like, I was like, this has got to (laughs) stop. It's just too confused now. Where's the Easter stuff is what I want to know. Yeah, well, there are those stores that are uh, like Christmas year-round stores. Yeah, yeah, there's a place for that. That is strange. It is strange, but it's like, what do I think of that? I feel like that is like Hobby Lobby for people. Like, you can just go there and have your cutesy little fun, but don't make it part of my shopping experience where I need... (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bring anybody to my side of how people should shop because it's all insane. I need them to be very separate, though. I, Christmas, I, there was people on Halloween, multiple people that I saw dressed up as Christmas elves or in Christmas clothing, Santa Claus. I'm oh, like, no, wow. no, these don't. No, these don't belong <laughs> together. You don't get to double dip that costume just because you spent seventy bucks on it. They double dip it. I actually, I will confess, I was in a Marshalls and they started playing Christmas music and I went right for the candles that smell like, you know, uh, (laughs) peppermint. Yeah, Uh. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I lit and then sipped on my warm candle and I felt cozy and warm inside. So it's like, I get this. (laughs) Literally because you had hot wax in your belly. Will you stop? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to have a tender moment with my people. There is a nice part about like the shifting of the seasons, but when they have them all at once or when they have them way too early, it's not as fun, I will say. Yeah. But the marathon's happening. I have some friends that are super- New York City Marathon for people who don't know what we're talking about because anybody outside of New York probably doesn't know. No, but the people in New York are obsessed. I have some friends that are that make it their holiday. Like they, let me just set it up. It's like tailgating. They have t- chairs. They have friends that are running that they're going to cheer on. They've got their noisemakers they're going to ring. They're everywhere. And I I do not enjoy the marathon. Hate is a little much because I don't think about it. Literally 360, 
four days a year, but then one it comes up, I'm like, oh, this thing again. It really makes you mad. It's good. Well, they block it- off part of, you know, this happens all through the whole city. Okay. So if you just happen to be in an area where it is, they're running through, mm-hmm. They just block off the streets and it's very hard to even get to the other side of the street if you need something over there. It's just blocked off for hours and hours. So you right. have to try to find maybe a train station that goes up or below. No, you play Frogger. You play Frogger. You, you got to go up it. and go back and watch out for the police officers and the runners. So boring. You're just... First, I hate running myself. I have no interest in being in a marathon. I don't uh-huh. want to watch people running and they're not it's not even watching good people run it's Mm -hmm. watching just your friend that decided you know what i know i'm an accountant and i'm 45 but i think this is the year i'm gonna run but how do they do that that's that to me is part of the appeal the every man the every person can go in and just decide to do it they train a little bit i think they have to train well and that's so i'm largely indifferent to it i get that you do not like it at all i don't get it i don't get the appeal and when I, I had a friend that did her first marathon and I, it was back in the blogger days. So I was reading her blog as she trained for it and she described it in detail. And she said like by hour 14, she hit a wall and I couldn't wrap my mind around having done <laughs> one activity for 14 straight hours. And like, I used to live on Twitter. So there's, yeah, I just, there's no appeal to it whatsoever for me. And mm-hmm. I think the enjoyment and the satisfaction they get in themselves is great. They're not going to get satisfaction from me. Like I don't, you refuse yeah. to see the good in it. No, I just don't, I don't see it. So it's like, oh, that's cool that you pushed your body to those limits, but I really don't care at all. You do care about bodybuilders pushing their body to the limits, right? That part's interesting to you. It's interesting, I guess. Okay, yeah. a little bit more so than just the running. The, the probably because, but we, remember, I grew up on WWF, so everybody was a bodybuilder. Yeah, then. that's true. I wonder if they can run marathons. They have to have endurance to do a whole match, right? The, well, I'm sure they do, but there's there's different levels of like training and what your body is sure ready for. Right, right, right. Well, I let me tell you my experience in the marathon. I show up every year for a while. We had a neighbor that would invite us. She would make a pot of chili. She would bring a cowbell, I believe, and she would just be rooting them on. And she got so hyped to give runners a high five. <laughs> That it was contagious. And I was like, this is great. I'm rooting people on. And also there's something about hearing your whole sidewalk and across the street full of people cheering. Like it's like a parade. Everybody loves a parade. It is like a parade except no things that make a parade interesting. People wear costumes. Occasionally. You're out there for six hours and you see one guy dressed as Elmo. And there's no balloons like the Macy's parade. There's no band. There's just at the Halloween parade that uh, we went to, uh, there was a bagpipe band Ooh. and dancers. Yeah. All of this stuff. They're none of that. It's just the same, you know, group. Because everybody that is really good at this stuff and who is trained and looking to win, mm-hmm. they are, so, they're gone. They're, they've been gone. That's they, true. I don't think I ever get to see those it. people. I don't go early enough. I always <laughs> catch the stragglers at the end. <laughs> you get everybody that's probably running whatever it is takes to run it like four to six hours. You're okay. not getting the person that somehow ran the whole thing in 22 minutes. Well, some people, yeah. Then those people make eye contact and they appreciate my cheers. Yeah. I feel like the professional runners, I'm not there to them. 
No, you're more of a blur to them. <laughs> the ones blur. that can make contact and hold a conversation as they're passing you. Because they will they'll like talk to you. Hey, thanks. you. Well, I brought our daughter to the marathon last year and she was not a fan. So I see where she gets it from. <laughs> She's just like, okay, I'm done. I was like, wait, enjoy your Dunkin' Donuts I bought. Yeah, well, she it, said I did. I'm I done. could I could do it. I think it would be enjoyable to me if it was something that lasted for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You like you saw all of these people go by. It, they're they're killing it. Yay, we all support them and then we get to go home and the neighborhood goes back to normal. <laughs> and So wait, you and ideally you would like it to last how long? 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes is how long I want this whole marathon to last. Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home. <laughs>